Hello. Is that worse than usual? Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I've had a cold. I need to warm Those everything blips. up. Yes. How you doing? So I'm dude, this is Andy, whose ears I just may have permanently damaged. Oh, I'm way past that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hello. Which I, I think that kind of I don't know if you saw the episode of uh, Seinfeld where they were pretending their belly button could talk, but I think yes, he said hello yes. like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not even original. I still think it's great though. All right, well I'll stick with that. I'll stay away from the high one. So anyway, this is the Album Nerds podcast. Uh, for those of you that can't uh, read the title when they're clicking on the podcast um we talk about music we're just a couple of guys love music don't uh used to live closer to each other and found that we just weren't talking about this stuff anymore and it's fun to make recommendations and discuss albums and all that kind of stuff and hopefully it'll be fun for all y'all to listen to as well and maybe you'll discover some stuff and uh always feel free to find us at albumnerds.com and give us some suggestions some stuff you think we should listen to or uh or at least um, consider listening to. So, uh, do you want to just jump into this stuff or what? Let's jump, man. Let's jump. Hold my hand. Let's go. Daddy Mac will make you. <laughs> yes. Chris Cross will make you. Yes. Oh, come on! You're supposed to say jump, jump. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about um, uh, newer albums and, and kind of talk about them in depth. Uh, what you listening to, Andy? I've been listening to this new clipping record um, it's called The Splendor and Misery. Um, have you ever heard of these guys before, Clippin? I had no, I had not. I had not, uh, not even at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're relatively new. They only had one full length out before this record. Um, so, Clipping is like a, what do you say, like experimental hip hop group. They're from New York City. Um, very left field, very kind of avant-garde production style. Their first record was pretty abrasive, um, but got very good critical acclaim. Um, so they put out a new record. It's relatively short. It's most, like, about 30 minutes long and it's a concept record, which I'm always a bit of a fan of good storytelling and music. Um, it's a little out there. It's kind of, it takes place in space. There's a couple characters. It's a little vague exactly how it ends. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there's like some clean singing in the middle of it, and there's also some pretty uh, some pretty strange beats that go on throughout. But it has a kind of a larger-than-life operatic feel to it, you could say. Um, just an interesting aside, um, one of their members by the name of... Uh, David Diggs, it's most notable for being in the uh, musical uh, Hamilton. He plays uh, Thomas Jefferson's character in that, and he's uh, got a lot of uh, notoriety for being uh, involved in that uh, Broadway musical there. Um, so if you if you enjoy like kind of left field, creative, a little bit um, challenging hip hop, man, these guys are awesome and. This record, I mean, I didn't really care for it the first time I heard it. Um, but just recently, I've kind of been going back and it's getting, getting under my skin. So 
I think I'm going to give it my stamp of approval and recommend it to everybody out there. Now, how do you feel Mike Pence would like this album? I mean, <laughs> I know he, I know he enjoys the. Uh, he likes the musicals. The Hamilton, yes. the Hamilton doesn't yeah. enjoy him, uh, apparently. Right. But, um, again, bringing the politics in. I know. No, uh, buddy, gotta stay in a happy place. It's a hot here, topic. Yeah. Keeps people in, engaged here. You know, gets the. Uh, Gets the blood pumping, you know. Can I can I get serious for a minute? You know, folks. Politics, it's ugly, but you know what's beautiful? Music. So let's let's talk a little bit about music. <laughs> I love that piano thing. This, did you listen to this record? <laughs> I did. I did listen to it. Um, what did you think? It's weird. <laughs> Yes, it is it's, weird. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I, yeah, yeah, dramatic music, almost music. I didn't know about all the intricacies of the story and stuff. Um, I only listened to it once, admittedly. It was, I, I mean, I liked some of the songs. I liked the delivery. I liked how different it was from typical hip-hop. It didn't have all those standard tropes. I mean, there were some of the, you know, some of the songs had the more standard rhyme delivery and and everything but it's mm-hmm. it's certainly very cool and worth exp- you know trying to kind of expand your ideas of what what that genre can do and what it's what it's meant to communicate it's it's pretty cool i, I definitely want to give it a little more time and listen to it again i don't know if i'd recommend it because i don't understand it but hopefully a couple more listens and I'll get there. <laughs> Maybe some clips yeah. notes because it seems like it's pretty complicated. It is really dense. I'm not sure I completely understand the story myself, and I've probably listened to it at least 15 times. And but yeah, I think like you said, it's it's there's a lot to it. A lot of thought went into it, and it's worth uh, worth exploring if you're a little bit advantageous, adventurous. Yeah, advantageous. I like that. That's a new word. It's advantageous and adventurous all at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right, buddy. What do you What do you got on your list there? All right. Um, I've been talking about this for a little while. Uh, The band is Stone Rider, and the album is Hologram. Um, Stone Rider. You know, there's just not a lot of information about them. And since I don't have the Facebook, I can get even less information. Um, this is so I think they're they're an Atlanta-based band. This is their third release uh, album release, anyway. So it seems like they've been around since at least 2008. The first album was called Three Legs of Trouble. That had more of an AC/DC garage rock, uh, strut rock sort of vibe to it. Um, then their second was a double album called Fountains Left to Wake. That was in uh, 2012. And that kind of evolved a little bit more to a stonesy, blues rock, 60s, 70s sort of feel. Um, and then their newest, 2016, so four years since the last one, Hologram. I think it's kind of a progressive rock, Pink Floyd um mm-hmm sort of spacey journey. Uh, I really like it. Um, it's atmospheric. It's It feels like being in a dream. 
Does that yeah. make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like something you can't explain. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely an experience. It feels like one of those, you know, you sit, you close your eyes, and you listen to an album in its entirety and kind of, I mean, I don't have the black lights on or anything like that, but it definitely has that kind of feel to it. Um, it actually got me thinking about the Bright Light Social Hour and listening yeah. to Space is Still the Place some more, Love which it has a similar similar sort of... Matt, you know, sitting, uh, uh, you know, the scene in, in uh, the Big Lebowski when he's flying through the air with the bowling, the bowling ball. And yeah. He's fl- <laughs> this is the point when he's like actually flying and then he can see the lady flying away on the magic carpet on his, the carpet that got yeah. peed on. That's <laughs> that's uh, that that dreamy sort of feel is kind of, you know. Like having a vision of some kind. I, I really like that. And that's, I was not into that kind of stuff when I was younger. It was too Pink Floyd and all that prog rock stuff was just too, too it wasn't there. angry enough. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The opening track, Sleepwalking Awake, I think is awesome. Day Runner's got a really cool, almost Beatles y sort of beat to it. Hologram, the title track is just, you know, it's like being in a kaleidoscope and uh elevator operator and the great divide. Those are those are my favorite songs off of there. Mm-hmm. What was your what were your thoughts on this one? Um, I really came to love it too. Um I feel it feels like it kind of slowly progresses into that trippy daydream state. Like yeah. The first couple of tracks are a little bit more straightforward. Um, I guess I would still call it prog rock, but it's, and then once it gets through to like, you know, track five and elevator operator through the end, there is just kind of like a, yeah, Pink Floyd is, is a good analogy for sure. Uh, maybe that's, yeah. maybe they, they kind of play a little bit too much to that Pink Floyd sound. Cause it's, there's a few moments on there where it's like, wow, almost exactly <laughs> sounds just like a Pink Floyd track, but you know. I love Pink Floyd, so it's not a terrible thing. Well, at least their name isn't like Mauve Floyd or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I actually think the most interesting part of it is their three albums and how different they are and how much their sound has evolved. Yeah. Yeah, the album Which, before this is a lot different. A lot different. Yeah, and I think that's part of what's cool about this is I'd listened to their stuff before and I saw something about hologram being, you know, kind of a prog rock thing. I'm like, from Stone Rider, really? So I listened to it. I'm like, whoa, that's actually pretty awesome. I, I sent it to a friend, and he really liked it. He's into some of that kind of thing. And, and then I sent him the Bright Light Social Hour Space is Still the Place link. That one uh, knocked his socks off. So, you know, nice. I, if I'm comparing them side by side, I probably still lean a little bit more. But they're both great. Cool. Yeah, definitely agree. Okay, so that's it. Uh, we're just going to talk a little bit more about some music, but we're going to keep this a little lighter. This is the other notable listens, just stuff that we're listening to that we come across in our journeys um, as we're going through, you know, you use these streaming uh, programs and apps, and then they give you all these different 
They just take you on a path. It's like, okay, you like this, maybe you should listen to this radio station. You like this, maybe you should hear this new release. And that kind of makes life a little easier for people when you don't have to go through the CD bins anymore, you know? (laughs) And, uh, And then sometimes I just go back to my record collection and try and find something cool to listen to that I haven't heard in a while. Uh, first thing I came across this week, Alice in Chains Tears. It's a single. It's um, it's a Rush song from oh. 2112. So apparently there's some Rush cover album coming out, and Alice in Chains is one of the one of the songs on there. Now I didn't recognize the song when I first heard it. I was like, "This is really weird for them. This sounds a little dated. It sounds like Air Supply a little bit." You know, yeah, yeah. and then it, but then it had you know the Alice in Chains uh, sort of vocal harmony stuff uh-huh. through the chorus, which kind of livened it up a little bit. Um, wow, I would never think that Alice in Chains would be a fan of Rush. They sound so different. You know, they do, but you know, Rush gets so much credit from the rock and roll community, especially the musicianship. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, I just was thrown off compared to the original. It's, I like it better than the original, which is even more schmaltzy. But you know, it was recorded years ago, and it, it's it was a forgettable track off twenty one twelve, which I've listened to so many times, but I didn't even recognize this song. So I went back and listened to the original, and I was just hoping this was maybe signaling some activity in the Alice in Chains world, and maybe we'd be seeing uh, a new album soon. But all right, what is, what? Uh, what other things you've been listening to? Um, yeah, I kind of been cycling back through over some of the records that came out this year to just kind of get a sense of what's going to make my year-end list. And there are a couple of things that I just wanted to point back out that may have gotten overlooked. Um, there's this great record by uh, Steve Gunn. I think I mentioned on here before. He's a guitarist and singer. Um, he had a record came out I think over the summer called Eyes on the Lines. So this is a great, like, kind of jammy, fun, guitar-heavy um, record. There's not, like, a bad track on it. And I, every time I listen to it, it just puts me in a good mood. So I definitely would recommend that one from uh, from Steve Gunn with two N's, if you haven't heard of him before. I, I like being put in a good mood. Yeah, it's just fun. Especially in this cold, shitty weather, it's good to put on kind of, like, good summer festival music to... Cool. I also, so uh, another thing I've been listening to uh, more along the country folk, I'm a little more of an Americana sort of feel. This one, Mm -hmm. um, my wife actually pointed out, I don't know how she got the memo before I did, but uh, (laughs) so Rolling Stone comes out with artists you need to listen to uh, sometimes for various genres. They had one for country and they had mentioned this band, uh, the Michigan Rattlers. Okay. It's a couple of dudes. Um, they're like, apparently they're both from Michigan. They um, met and started the band in California, but they've got a uh, a short sort of like EP called Michigan Rattlers. It's five songs, um, and it's cool. I mean, it's an I, it's a long you know it's the kind of stuff I like. It's very comfortable. Sounds like a couple of guys just playing at a local little country bar and it's not too twangy um illinois sky is cool uh the first song some of the references they make are very michigan like at one point they talk about uh 
two-hearted ale being in their veins. That's a, a pretty famous locally brewed okay. beer. Uh, but it's just really worth the listen. It's really uh, kind of upbeat, even though the the lyrics aren't always upbeat. But it's got a really good folky feel to it. Very natural, very clean, and it just feels like real music from real people. And they have mustaches, which makes them awesome. <laughs> Anyone's facial hair is okay in your book. <laughs> it helps. What else you've been uh, listening to? <laughs> um, well, I want to mention this Nick Cave record that came out, and I don't think we've really touched on it. Um, it's called Skeleton Tree. Um, he's like one of the few <laughs> singer-songwriters who's uh, been around for a while and hasn't died this year. Um, it's a great, it's a great record. It's a sad record. His his son did pass away earlier this year. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the lyrics are, are about that. Um, but it's another record that you kind of first listen to it and you're like, okay, yeah, I guess this is just more in a cave. I don't really need to pay attention to this, but as you get deeper into it, he's, he's got that way of kind of weaving you into his magical spell and getting you under his, uh, with his voice and his lyrics, it's still so pretty powerful. And the band, the Bad Seeds, they sound good as always. And I, uh, every time I listen to it, now I, I enjoy it a little bit more. So it's a, it's a I know good that listen. one's. It's very. It's getting a lot of critical acclaim, and I've seen it on a lot of top albums of 2016 lists. So I have not listened to it yet, though. Oh yeah, it's definitely definitely being the top of my list for sure. Okay, um, so this band, Highly Suspect, the album is The Boy Who Died Wolf. It just came out uh, this past week, and I may promote it um, the next time we do a show and have a deeper discussion. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot about this band either, but apparently they, they were a cover band previously, uh, did a lot of you know 90s-type stuff, and they kind of sound like a post-grunge band from like 96 or something um but with some pretty modern stylings um and good vocals uh it's heavy but it's not it's got electronic elements i think but it it just it kind of gives me hope it sounds like the kind of stuff i would like to see out there for like rock alternative for the young people this is the kind of stuff where i think the energy is right and the lyrics touch on topical things. Um, this is their second full length album. Uh, the, the song Viper strike on here is really, really cool. Um, very in your face, sort of anti-racism, anti judgment of people, the kind, you know, like the kind of sentiments I think are more out there in the, in the, for young people today, today's generations. Um, my name is human was awesome track i think that's the opening track and serotonin serotonia was one that i really enjoyed but i'm just digging into this but i see a lot of potential here um did you listen to it by any chance i haven't had a chance to give it a listen yet but it's on my list definitely check it out it's it's much better than i thought i've listened to it four or five times and uh it's cool it it's got elements of all the kind of stuff that i used to listen to when I was younger, but it also sounds modern. And I think that's kind of what uh, what the world needs now. <laughs> Cue that sappy piano music again. 
<laughs> I will. Uh, cool, man. Thanks. That's a good, uh, good quick update on what we've been listening to. Um, Andy, can I share something with you? Please do. Please do, buddy. Go ahead. No, that's all right. All right. Thanks. The moment has passed. <laughs> Thank you. <God. laughs> all right. So now uh, we're going to talk a little bit. We're, sometimes we like to go off topic of music and talk about some goods or services. We like to call it giving propers. Giving proper mm. respect to some of the other things out there that uh, we've discovered. Sometimes it's electronic devices. Sometimes, in this case, it looks like it's going to be uh, music related. So, Andy, why don't you why don't you give props? Yeah, I have to give some props to this this service called uh, Any Decent Music. Found at AnyDecentMusic.com. Um, yeah, I use it all the time to find new releases and kind of just what's going on, what's being talked about on the internet. Um, basically what the site is, is a collection and aggregation of all the different reviews of albums as they come out. So there's like a big chart they have and they kind of give it like an overall ranking for each, for each record and you click through and you can read about how each different magazine or publication had reviewed the record and you can click through and read the actual review if you like. And you also can comment and just give feedback on uh, um, what you thought of the record. It's a dope service. They have a, a nice uh, a nice app as well. I think they're kind of looking for some, some money. <laughs> you can make a donation or upgrade for like the professional version of the app or the website. Toss them a few bucks. Not a bad idea. It's a really useful service. Kind of like a one-stop did you shop. Say it's, did you say it's a dope service? Pretty dope, yeah. I, I, I like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, sign me up. <laughs> is it like clear. Metacritic, or or the is it aggregate ratings, or? It is. It is. Um, they kind of weight it though on on some scale that they don't really necessarily make public. But yeah, some some reviews can be worth more than others, and. There seems to be a threshold of number of reviews a record has to have before it appears on the list. So there, there's some kind of stuff going on behind the scenes that I think, um, you know, makes it a little bit more useful, hopefully. Cool. So, yeah, I, I go all the time. It's good. It's a good site. Now, do you discover new stuff that way, or is it more just to look up things that you're specifically looking for information on? Um, well, both. But usually I'll, I'll check out there, you know, once a new music is released on a Friday, you know, they'll have all the new records kind of highlighted nicely for you. So you can just see like, okay, what's new and what's actually getting good, good reception critically. And it's a good, it's a good jumping off point to some of your own discoveries. <laughs> Go away, decent music. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a new side of you. Uh, my my uh, proper for the week is a kind you know it's Google Play Music All Access the family plan which is kind of like for those of you that don't know it's like Spotify or or the Apple Music what's that service called is it just Apple Music Yep Okay so you basically pay you can pay a monthly subscription fee of like uh 9.99 a month for just yourself it's unlimited streaming and you can download the songs to your local device or the albums to your local device so you don't have to use data if you're driving around listening to stuff you don't have to actually stream and it also kind of speeds up you don't get you know you don't have interruption which is cool uh 
they just updated the app with some really, really great tools. Um, it's doing a better job of recommendations. Um, it does push radio stations a little more than I like. And one of the problems for me with any of these services is I listen to stuff that's outside of my, what I actually enjoy. <laughs> so I get recommendations on stuff that I listen to for the show or whatever, and I don't really want those. And it's not entirely clear on how I can uh, not care. No you know? thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. There is that, but it's track by track. And I'd like to be able to veto a, a artist completely. Gotcha. You know, like sure. no offense to say uh weird Al Yankovic fans, but I wouldn't want that coming up in my recommendations. If I want to go listen to Weird Al to remember how I was when I was in eighth grade and loved the album even worse, then I would go do it. But <laughs> I wouldn't want to show it up in my recommendations because that's outside of my normal, you know? Sure, sure. But what's really awesome about this plan is it includes more than the music. You get YouTube Red as a part of that, and that means no commercials. When you're If you're signed into your Google account you're using YouTube on your phone or whatever, not only do you have the YouTube music app that you can use, but if you're watching stuff on YouTube, there's no ads. And that's included. That's huge. Yeah, that's awesome. That's enormous. And I don't think people know that. So the family plan, which I'm using now, is $15.99 a month. But you can have up to six people on the plan. So I administrate it. I've shared links with family members and, you know, like my in-laws, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they threw me some money. So it helped to defray the cost. So you're looking at for each person, it's $30 a year or so for a whole year. It's great. If deal. you split up the cost between six people that you trust. The caveat is, and this is people who are using iOS and Android, by the way. The problem is you have to really trust them because they're on your plan and they can buy apps and stuff with your your credit card. Uh, sure. You can see it if they do it. They can choose that as a payment type. So you it, you shouldn't do it with just casual someone you met at a concert. Hey, I want to get on my music app, but <laughs> it's uh it's very cool. There's all these little sort of, and I'm still exploring the update. So I'll come back to that at some point. But it's got so much more to it than just the streaming music. So I highly recommend at least doing the uh, free trial. Does it keep your accounts separate, like recommendations that you get? Yes. Okay, that's cool. I don't know what they're listening to, and they don't know what I'm listening to. Nice, nice. But, you know, I recently bought my parents' uh, Chromecast Audio oh, and yeah. the regular oh, Chromecast. Right. They'd never used any of that stuff before. They have terrible, old, crappy Android phones. But with this app, I'm able to send an album to my dad. Like, I wanted him to, to check out the... the uh, hologram album so i sent it to him and you know he just had got to listen to it he didn't have to do anything but click on the link that i texted him so cool it's pretty cool pretty cool oh technology we love you oh yeah big time i would play <laughs> the piano music but i don't want to overdo it uh <laughs> so before we end the show i just want to talk a little bit about makers tea uh they're the sponsor of the show they uh are purveyors providers of fine tea products loose leaf tea for the artisans out there who uh want a nice delicious healthy cup of tea 
a kick of caffeine and a little bit of liquid courage. Um, I don't <laughs> typically drink tea, and this is—I've always been intimidated by the whole process beyond just opening a Snapple or getting a Lipton tea bag and dropping it in a glass of hot water. Uh, there's not much to it. They tell you how to do it. They tell you that, you know, they provide the tea, they provide the instructions, they provide a scoop. So you measure the right amount of tea leaves and put it in the tea bags they give you and, uh, just take the temperature of the water, man, set the timer for three to four minutes or five to six minutes or however long it's supposed to steep. And it comes out perfect and it's delicious. Um, so please use the coupon code album space nerds. It's two words uh, for twenty percent off your next purchase uh, at Maker's Tea. So uh, please go to Maker's Tea, making great tea easy at makerstea.com. That's makerstea.com. Coupon code album nerds. Twenty yes, percent off you for their support, man. Appreciate it, Maker's Tea. Now, do you know if you can take uh, tea leaves and tuck it in your lip like? Chaw, like uh, will <laughs> that work? Back. Yeah, just kind of absorb it through your gums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that probably would work. I don't, I don't know <laughs> how that would taste after a while. But I think you'd yeah, need more regular teeth cleaning. It's probably if you did that. <laughs> probably wouldn't give you cancer though. That'd be a plus. Hopefully, not. who knows these oh. days, man? Everything is a cancer. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Too much music doesn't give you cancer. That's, that's for right. sure. That's right. All right. So I think uh, I think that's it. Just everybody out there that's listening, uh, please go to albumnerds.com. Um, give us any feedback you've got. Let us know uh, what you think of the show, what we could make better, or uh, what we've already made worse in the changes that we've made. And uh, <laughs> share with us albums that you want us to check out or any questions you have, or if you have any uh, props or products you want us to check out and, and maybe mention on the show. Uh, also, you can listen to us in the more traditional podcast uh, ways. How how do they do that, Andy? Uh, you could do that um, on iTunes, um, Stitcher Music, and also Google Play Music. As That's well as I listen website. to it. <laughs> I'm an iTunes man myself, but teach their own. Well, work it. You're going to be an Android man soon enough. I know. I'm, I'm drifting to the dark side, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you are. All right, folks. Thank you so much. Have a happy Thanksgiving and holiday season, and we'll catch up with you the next time we catch up with you. So that's bye-bye from the album nerds. See ya. We love you all. Bye. <laughs> Dude, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, you love it. <laughs>